The Bible gives us four different accounts of the life of Jesus, the one whose birth we celebrate this night and will celebrate tomorrow. Yet of the four Gospels, only two of those, Matthew and Luke, give us precious details about the birth and earliest days of our Savior. You heard, as you heard sections of those two Gospels read tonight, did you notice some of the differences between those two Gospel accounts we have of the birth and early life of Jesus, the one in Matthew and in Luke? Matthew's Gospel hones in on Joseph and how God spoke to him in dreams. Luke hones in instead on Mary and how the angel Gabriel speaks to her. Matthew tells us of wise men from the east but makes no mention of shepherds. Luke's Gospel mentions the shepherds but makes no mention of wise men. Matthew's Gospel doesn't mention a manger but does tell us of Joseph and Mary's flight to Egypt after Jesus was born. Luke's Gospel tells us of the manger but says nothing about Egypt. Still, despite their differences, Matthew and Luke have remarkable similarities in the story they tell. Both mention the birth taking place in Bethlehem. Both Gospels tell of a virgin birth that points back, of course, to that text from the prophet Isaiah as rendered from the Greek, the Lord will give you a sign, look, a virgin is with child and shall bear a son and you shall name him Emmanuel. Both Gospels show angels coming to the engaged couple before they were married, telling them a Savior was to be born to Mary and to name the child Jesus. Both Gospels tell of others coming to behold the Christ child in person, and both Matthew and Luke portray a Savior born to parents on the move. Joseph and Mary were on the move. We see it in Luke. We see it in Matthew. In Luke's Gospel, we read of Mary and Joseph forced to leave their home and travel to Bethlehem so they could be registered for the emperor's census. In Matthew's Gospel, we read that Joseph and Mary were forced to leave their home when Jesus was an infant and travel to Egypt, for ruthless King Herod was seeking to have the boy child Jesus killed. In both Matthew and Luke, the policies of rulers, the machinations of larger political systems lead Joseph and Mary to have to move from where they were to some new place and there seek refuge. Refuge. Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines that word like this, a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble, refuge. That's what Mary and Joseph sought in Bethlehem, according to Luke, and found no room in the inn. Refuge is what Mary and Joseph sought in Egypt, according to Matthew, as they fled a campaign of violence by Herod. You might recall how Tom Petty used to sing, you don't have to live like a refugee. Well, according to Matthew and Luke, Jesus did have to live like a refugee. The Savior, the promised Messiah, was born to parents seeking refuge. The scriptural theme is highlighted each year in a tradition that you may be aware of. Have you heard of the Posadas? When I was growing up, I learned of it back in middle school. I was living in San Diego, and we had an exchange student living with us from Mexico City, Alejandra. And as Christmas got closer and closer, she asked, so aren't we going to celebrate the Posadas? I said, what's the Posadas? She says, oh, you know the Posadas. I said, I don't know the Posadas. What are the Posadas? She said, okay, I'll tell you. And she did. 
I learned in neighborhoods all over Mexico for the nine days leading up to Christmas, children will dress up like Mary and Joseph and like an angel. And as in our Halloween tradition, when children in costume go door to door seeking candy from neighbors in Mexico for each day of the Posadas, children and adult chaperones travel door to door. These travelers are called peregrinos or pilgrims. And they carry candles and words to the Posada song. When the group goes up to a neighbor's door, they don't say trick or treat. Instead, they sing, En nombre del cielo os pido posada, that is, in the name of heaven, I ask thee for lodging. Posada means lodging or shelter. The neighbor replies also in song, Aquí no es meson, sigan adelante, that is, this is not an inn, so keep going. The exchange continues with Joseph pleading that his wife Mary is with child. They can't walk. They're worn out. He's a poor carpenter and has come all the way from Nazareth. And the neighbor continues to refuse, saying, you may be bad people. Go on. Don't bother us. Let us sleep. Go away or I will beat you. That's actually part of the script. After several exchanges, Joseph, Mary, and the peregrinos go on to the next house, and the next one, finally, they arrive at a pre-designated house, and there the exchange ends with the neighbor saying, wait, wait, are you Joseph? Your wife is Mary? I didn't recognize you. Enter pilgrims. I did not know you. And the children and the adults come inside, and there's a star-shaped piñata waiting for them, and pan dulce, the Mexican sweet bread, and there is also hot chocolate. It's a great party. It's a playful tradition, the posadas, but it's poignant, too. It reminds participants of a theme we find in both Matthew and Luke, in both the Gospels that give us infancy narratives. It reminds us Jesus was born to a family seeking shelter, and it gives to, brings to our mind those seeking shelter in our day, forced to leave home due to larger political powers over which they have no control. Last weekend, a few of us from Knox went down to the U.S.-Mexico border and participated in the 25th annual Posada Sin Fronteras, or Posada Without Borders. People gather on the border between U.S. and Mexico every year and sing the Posada song. Those on the Mexican side play the part of Mary and Joseph and the peregrinos seeking refuge. Those on the U.S. side play the part of the neighbors who sing, this is not an inn, so keep going. I cannot open. You may be bad people. Ordinarily, the two sides have been able to get quite close, but this last year a larger barrier was enforced with guards marching between two high fences. We could barely hear one another across the divide, but still we sang and we remembered. A Savior born to a family seeking refuge. This is the story our Scriptures tell. And it fills us not only with compassion for those seeking shelter in our day, but it reminds us of good news for all people, for all peregrinos or pilgrims of this world. Our Savior, we recall, was born to a people on the move. This means the love of God as we know it in Christ. It comes to us not simply at the destination. It comes to us on the way. It comes to us not simply when we find that home, that shelter, that safe place we yearn for. The love of God in Christ comes to us on the road. 
Do you ever feel that if you just got to that place you wanted to be, if you just got that relationship you yearned for, got into that school you imagined attending, got that job you hoped for, got into that new house or apartment, then, then you would finally feel at home, then you would finally know joy and peace, and you find yourself journeying and never quite getting there. Well, hear the good news, peregrino pilgrim that you are. Hear the good news for people on the move, of people living in changing times and feeling like the destination is ever elusive. God's loving presence has come to us on the journey. God arrived in the flesh to a people seeking a home and struggling to find it. God brought peace and joy to you and to me and to other seekers who traveled door to door, place to place, for God brought the very stuff of heaven, God's presence, to a pair of weary travelers one night, even as they found no room at the inn. Hear the good news, peregrino, traveler and wandering shepherd that you are born to you, born to you. This day in the city of David is a Savior, Christ the Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen.